Well, if it ain't the Cameron Lazies coming back for episode number nine, the number one Duke Blue Devils have just defeated the Georgetown Hoyas. Woohoo! All right, I'm going to stop doing this voice pretty soon. <laughs> Shane here with Aaron Kirschenfeld. Ariana Ely, how you guys doing tonight? My brain is clogged with sodium because I had too much pho. Well, thanks for having me back, everyone. Yeah, uh, welcome back, Aaron. Uh, how you doing, bud? I had a really great time away and now i'm back and it's really nice to see that duke definitely didn't play really sloppy uh towards the end of the game and almost beginning of the game or at the beginning of the game for that matter correct uh and make this one a lot closer than it should have been all right well there's your pessimism take right off the bat from mr kirschenfeld not that he's wrong ariana no um how do you feel about this game in the you know here we are at the end give me the broad pigeons view uh one i'd like to see pigeons making a reappearance on the on the podcast yep um but yeah i don't, I have mixed feelings about this win because like on one hand and like my dad kind of summed this up perfectly he was like well it was ugly but we got the w um and like i think that is a perfect encapsulation of this game we had stretches where things looked really good and then stretches where it was like what is it that we're doing here and why are we doing it um but it was nice to I know. I think we got a clearer picture of where some of our strong suits are and then where some of our trouble spots are um, going in. So like, you know, Wendell Moore's turnovers, right? But he had some really good drives to the basket and like things like that. So it's like we can see where he's growing, but then also see where more work needs to be done. And I think overall, this game kind of was a reflection of that for this Duke team as a whole. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I I do. I think I come away a little bit more positive than probably both of you. The first 10 minutes were ugly. um, And I think we're going to have stretches like that where we Mm -hmm. really have trouble scoring. And there's not a ton we can do about it until we focus up. And on D, we're just going to have to hold the fort like we did today. I think our biggest deficit was maybe 10 or 12. Uh, Then we turned it on. And I thought the middle 20 minutes of the game were really, really great stuff. Spectacular. To some extent, I blame the sloppy end on the referees. Uh, because I thought they truly lost control of this game. They were terrible for both teams. Um, they seemed like they were kind of flipping a coin on the charge calls, which mm-hmm. is, to be fair, uh, like standard operating procedure for NCAA games. But I, I just thought they kind of like took away Duke's flow a little bit. But I just thought we were so good for that middle 20 that there was no stopping us. And we'll drill down into the individual players yeah. soon. But I really, really, really... And the Cal game is another example. We'll talk about that too. I think Duke at its best right now, playing on a big court against mm-hmm. not great teams, but decent teams, looks really good. And I, I think we kind of defended overall the number one ranking pretty nicely this weekend. Yeah, I, I actually agree with that. Um, and not just because of my training uh, over the <laughs> last week. Uh, you know, I I usually feel uh, more worry when we start a game slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we started both of the, the games in, in this 2K Something championship two K epic two K classic feast feast two K feast week feast week two thousand feasts I think Great. it's called uh-huh. mm-hmm. is it a video game is that what this is it's no vi- no I know the thing is for the wounded warriors and um, we salute you uh, actually I really do support all all the veterans groups out there that are that are doing lovely things that's um, good to know for them i'm sure yeah i'm sure they really care uh ariana and i are both against you're both troops. against the troops <laughs> yeah but i i just aaron, aaron only for, aaron uh so yes wouldn't want to disparage them um but we started both of these games slowly mm-hmm. and i didn't worry in either of them because i i knew that 
we could score when we needed to and that the defense would be of, of a high enough caliber that, um, you know, even prolonged stretches of offensive futility uh, wouldn't really hurt us that much. So what we were down 11 in this one. Um, uh, and I didn't, I didn't feel like we were going to be overwhelmed. I, I think, yeah, part of it is, is the quality of the Georgetown team. Uh, but also like, all right, we got our asses in gear, uh, started playing the way that we can play and, uh, and took care of business. I think so far, one thing I love about this team, and there are actually a lot of things, and it's I've, I really more and more enjoy this team with each passing minute more than mm-hmm. I thought I would and more than the previous. But uh, one thing I love is, yeah, just like Aaron said, adversity doesn't scare us at all. We've seen a couple times. I mean, that Kansas game coming out, I don't think many people expect us to win, but yep. we looked really good. We played well under pressure. Um, same thing today. Yeah, just like you said, there's just no fear uh, and you could feel that as a fan, right? It does mm-hmm. translate when a team seems like, all right, we're struggling. We know our weaknesses. We know this like 11 points in 10 minutes or whatever it was. We know that's going to happen sometimes. Yep. But they were they were fine. And that defense is just always going to keep us in games. Uh, and, and it really keeps it kept Georgetown today from running away because our D right. is so good. And I, I do think like we saw this in the Cal game, too, in a very different way. But I think we have the kind of defense that sort of accumulates over yes. time. Like the pressure ramps up and ramps up until inevitably it, there's so much stress on the other team and, and so just... much difficulty that their own defense suffers. Mm-hmm. And so I think even not even on fast breaks necessarily, I just think there's a direct connection between how well we play on D and and how difficult it becomes and how tired it becomes to how effective our offense is as the game goes along. Um, we saw that in Cal where it was like semi-close for a little while and then and then the, just the floodgates opened. Mm-hmm. And we saw it today where, yeah, that 10-point lead just evaporated quickly. I, I think we all thought that aside from some stupid mistakes, we really could have been up 10 at the half. Mm-hmm. And second half starts, Trey Jones comes out right with the steal, mm-hmm. um, gets another bucket on the give-and-go from Jack White. Cassius Stanley all of a sudden has some wide-open looks for three that he yep. drops. Joey Baker... Uh, just, just it opened up big time on offense for these guys. And I do think our D has something to do with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. And in a way, it almost reminds me of um, like in a football game, right? The time that your defense or offense has on the field and the amount of time that they mm-hmm. have to work, particularly with your defense, right. right? If your offense isn't doing enough to like keep your defense off the field, your team gets tired and then it becomes harder and harder and harder for them to do their job. And I feel like our defense forces that on teams offense and so their offense gets more and more and more frustrating and they can't figure out what to do and then it does it sort of like builds that frustration in them and they kind of lose their ability to get into some sort of offensive groove um and so it's nice that even when we have because like we started this game with a little bit of a lapse in our defense and we could like tell that that was the thing that was like having leading us to having a hard time getting into this game but once we sort of got getting that to click there was this like slow build of okay we're getting like stops on defense and like getting those claws in kind of really is what flipped that game around yeah 100 percent um let's talk a little bit about well let's just go through and talk about the players i mean aaron do you want to start what what was our three-point shooting percentage in this game three-point shooting was six for 13 so so pretty good yeah Yeah. great and and also what i love is the 13 attempts Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like a reasonable number sounds about right yeah and how many of them were wide open i think yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say we hit our wide open shots in this game 
I think I can remember good. Trey Jones forcing a couple. He was over mm-hmm. two, and I think they were both kind of forces. Yeah, the last one was we were going up against a shot clock violation, so we had to just toss right. it. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, I really felt like they were like Cassius Stanley three for three, mm-hmm. and they were all like they were all pretty open. wide open. Joey Baker's were wide yep. open. Yep. He was one for two. Uh, even Jack White hit was, one mm-hmm. when he was wide open. So yeah, they were good. Highly efficient, like really kind of ideal for yep. a, for a Duke three point shooting performance with this current with this team. Yes. team. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Who's your man of the match, Aaron? Uh, it's actually kind of, I think, a tough choice tonight. So I'm going to combine both games. Okay. Is Legit. that okay? Absolutely. Well, that's for a carry. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah, no, I'm going to call you on a cop for that. I mean, you're definitely right. <laughs> if, if it's like the MVP of the tournament, yeah, it's, it's for a carry. Burn. Um, Big burn. But let's let's uh, let's put you on the spot. Would you also pick him for tonight? Because you certainly could. Just tonight alone. Uh, I might. Um, I, I probably disagree with... Uh, uh, the ESPN commentators uh, about many things in life, um, uh, and and uh, and their selection of of Wendell Moore as the player of the game. However, I'd say he's probably my co-player of the game uh, with yeah. uh, with Vernon Carey, uh, who did a great job. Uh, just another dominating performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, strong defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, really, really good offensive skills. Uh, he's he's a star. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. And uh, you and Dan Dockich, I when I think of Dan Dockich, I think you, of th- you. you think of me. Yeah, just fondly. That's, fondly. That's, that's weird because when I think of Dan Dockich, I think of you. Okay, well, wow. <laughs> there we go. Um, we'll both be thinking of Dan Dockich. <laughs> constantly <laughs> which would really please dan dockage i think oh yeah well like we said I, we, we're pretty sure he has mirrors and like weird places mm-hmm. in his house like oh the, yeah like the shower you know it's not even kinky the way some people would have it no. in their bedroom it's for him it's just a shower <laughs> he's showering really great yeah he's so good at it uh and they're not even i would say though they're not even like functional mirrors they're to like get the hard house. to reach places yeah they're, they're vanity they're, mirrors. yeah just to, I like the funhouse fun mirrors. mirrors. <laughs> it's like this, this is Dan Dockett's world, and we're just all living in it. Where like he actually enjoys seeing like fantastic yes, images of um, Dan Dockett. Yeah. <laughs> not even just the straight reflection of no, Dan Dockett is not enough. He needs to see the fucking huge Dan Dockett head. <laughs> I want him to start talking about it in the next blowout. Be like, boom! It was ghoulish. It was ghoulish in the best way possible. My foot was enormous. <laughs> Penis tiny, but it worked. It absolutely worked. All right. Uh, oh All right. We got the explicit rating. We did. We oh, yeah. Did. Yeah. Well, you broke the. You broke I'm the sorry. Story. I'm you sorry. Did. No, I no. That's that's one of my. I think I said the <laughs> S word maybe. Um, before. Like several episodes. Yeah. Oh, no, no. We broke I it before. Think, I mean, oh, no, yeah. no. Tonight's I'm, I'm talking about myself. Yeah. Personally. Uh, you know, a man of probity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Dan Dockich, if you're listening, you're welcome on the podcast at any point. <laughs> Uh, Ariana, do you uh, let's let's get your man of the match? Yeah. Here. So, um, I think for me, um, I, I, I think Vernon Carey is the standout here, and I think it's a combination of seeing one just like how good his footwork is and how deceptively big he is, like. Aaron's laughing and I don't know why. <laughs> well, we, I do we know just, why we're, now. We're gonna, I'll I, explain yeah, why. Well, right. well, you, you go well, ahead. Yeah. Go, go um, ahead. 
but also yeah how deceptively like big he is and his ability to like move other players out of the way so that he can get to the bucket i still will maintain my complaint that like his hands he he has a lot of finesse in his hands or like it doesn't like yeah, have yeah. the like he doesn't have the oomph to slam it down all the time, but he, I mean, he's so efficient on offense and he's a strong player on defense. Um, and he's smart, like his ability to cheat and skirt around defenders and like get them to fake the wrong way so that he can get easy access to the bucket is fantastic. And I said fantastic weird, but I digress. I think for me, I give Wendell Moore the most improved player yes, because oh, sure. he really, I think what he was able to do in the last two games was what we've been wanting to see from him in terms of his presence on the court. He had a really awesome moment in this game in the second half where he just literally blew through their fast break straight to the bucket. And it was like a beautiful moment. Um, and I think if he can cut down on his turnovers, like he really is gonna like come out and be an all-star for us. Yeah. And, and just to add to that, he, uh, I will pat myself on the back very slightly because I think when we did our very first episode, mm -hmm. we were kind of like in the mode of who's the most important yep. player. And yep. we do need somebody like that. Now I didn't anticipate how good Cassius Stanley would be, mm -hmm. but we needed someone like more. And yeah, even that at his worst, we were all kind of like, we see it there, right? We the see it there. there. We don't know if he's got the nerve for it. Now he did have seven turnovers tonight. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's he to he, dial those down. Yeah. He definitely needs to dial those down. And a lot of them are dumb turnovers. Yes. You know, they're just, well, you could argue any turnover is a dumb turnover, but for him, it's like, it, it just seems like he loses momentary control and kind of mm -hmm. goes for a little bit too much. But yeah, again, <laughs> again, I agree with Dan Dockich that he is, you know, this build of his body, his athleticism. And the fact that he plays great defense. I mean, we see Coach K. You can always tell, like, I like to see which players have Coach K's confidence. And yes. him having started these last two games, today he played 36 minutes. Nobody except Trey Jones had as many. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just shows Coach K has faith in him. And yep. Coach K's faith, like, so rests on the defensive end. It right. really does. And so, yeah, Wendell Moore, the fact that he's scoring and he shot so well today was just wonderful. Um I'll make an argument player of the game for Cassius Stanley, quiet player of the game. He Just, came alive. He did come alive, and he was really the linchpin on the big runs we made along yeah. with Trey. Um, the two threes he hit were the things that gave us the double-digit lead and mm -hmm. kind yeah. of let us do the boa constrictor act on yeah. Georgetown. Yeah. And again, we finished sloppy, and it became stupidly close at the end. But, you know, I, again, that's I don't put too much stock in that. The game, right. to me, felt over at a certain point. Yeah. And Stanley was the guy who made that run. But again, we see... This is what makes more so valuable. This is what makes Stanley so valuable. First for Stanley, it's defense. Mm -hmm. He's a really, really good defender who has Coach K's total faith on that end. And he's such a good rebounder. Right. I'm going to throw something at you here that's controversial, you guys, but I think Ooh. it's good to have players who can jump high. What? Yeah. I know. I'm Madness. just going to say that. Take it back. But but no, he had four offensive boards, and a couple of them were just because some of them were following his own shot, and some of him just crashing. Mm -hmm. He can get up there and like Whips. just disturb things. Now, yeah. sometimes he grabs the board. Sometimes he just keeps the ball alive, as we saw Zion do over and over mm -hmm. last year, where Duke gets possession on a, on a ball they really shouldn't have. And that can be true on the defensive end, too. Yeah. So we look at, you know, Vernon Carey had 10 boards. Cassius was second with eight. Only three turnovers. He's making all the big shots. Yep. So athletic on defense. I love the guy. He also had my favorite play of the game, which was when he drove into the paint, 
was going to oop it to Jack White. Jack White fumbled it and then Cassius got it and put it back in the bucket. And I still stand <laughs> by the fact that Cassius knew that Jack was going to do that and was essentially just giving himself an assist to put the bucket back. And it was phenomenal. Yeah, that made us laugh out loud when you said that. And I'll, I'll repeat my thing. It's just like, it's the new like throw off the backboard yep. to yourself is feed Jack for a layup and know it's just going to like bounce crazily Straight right back to, to you. you. Um, so yeah, so those guys were all fantastic. And I, here's one thing I want to bring up, um, talking about coach K's sort of, uh, default to the defensive side of things is that, okay, Matthew Hurts started the game today. Yep. He started the Cal game today. He played five minutes, which is outrageous. You know, 0 for four shooting. He didn't get in the rhythm of the game. Mm -hmm. A guy who didn't start, but played 33 minutes is Jack White. Now, Jack White cannot get out of his own way on offense, but he's good enough on D. And I I think he's actually pretty extraordinary on D Mm -hmm. uh, and a really smart player. But he's so good that he's the guy in these games that we go to. Yeah. And you saw lineups out there. I mean, not frequently, but they were with like Javin, Jack and Goldwire at the Mm -hmm. same time. Coach K will sacrifice offense. But let's talk a little bit about Hurt first. Um, I'm a little depressed at like the the kind of the trajectory of his year so far. Yeah, Um, it's. It's not going so well right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was the matchup today, uh, but for whatever reason, he's yeah, he's not. Uh, what was it in yesterday's game where he was uh, the the Cal game where I think it was in in garbage time, kind of at the at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they were Playing putting him in the post. middle, posting mm-hmm. him up. Yep. That's right. Uh, he looked totally comfortable. Yep. Uh, in there, and. <clears throat> with Carrie on the floor, right? Uh, you know, I don't think you can have two you know, big yeah. bodies on there. Two like guys that. doing that. Um, so he's a little left out. Um, uh, I, I don't know what the problem is. He looks uh, disturbed, mm. uh, like upset a yeah, lot. The, the, I don't look, know if the that's, look that was confident before now, is, do, now doesn't It looks a little like, bewildered. Scared, yeah. Bewildered. Yeah. 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 Um, I, you know, I, I wonder. Ariana, if the problem is partly that he is a good offensive post player, but he's and not quite as good elsewhere, and so when you can't use him in the post, just like Aaron was saying, because you're not gonna, you're right. not gonna crowd the lane for Carey, <laughs> right. you know, like you're he's so good down there, space. you want to, yeah, especially I mean, because if you do that, if you try having both of them down there, you also clog up the lane for Cassius or Wendell right. to drive. Yeah, you don't, you don't want more. Like people you don't down have, there. yeah, you just don't have enough space down there for that. But and I, I do see where you're going with that comment chain of like, is it because he is more well suited to be in the post and now we're having to push him out of that and he just isn't comfortable enough yet to play in the other positions that we kind of need him to to do and it's like he has a really nice like corner pocket three that he can shoot but it's almost like when he gets bumped out into that position he gets stuck there and he doesn't know what else to do on offense to contribute in some way um and then i do and i think we talked about this while we were watching the game it almost feels like he's a little bit of a defensive liability as well or at least coach k doesn't trust him as much on defense as he does you know vernon or jack um to be in there or javin um so so, well, why isn't he the the backup Vernon then? 
Why isn't he like the second, yeah. the second, yeah. the second line Vernon? I, I know we don't do uh, full line changes in in basketball very much. No, but I mean, this is supposed Some... to be. I mean, this is it, it's a little bit like this every year in the beginning, where you're like, oh, they can go we ten can... deep. We're so deep. Yeah, yeah, I hate when people say that. I'm like, are we though? Because <laughs> yeah. once ACC play starts, we're gonna stop. Well, well, it stopped tonight. And it's stopping. Yeah, it stopped exactly. tonight. I mean, when exactly. the rubber meets the road, Coach K is not going to play you if he doesn't feel good defensively. Right. Here comes a game where we get down double digits. And all of a sudden, You're guess who's not there. in there? Jordan Goldwire is not in there. Yeah. Matthew Hurt's not in there. Matthew yeah. Hurt's five minutes might have all come in the first five minutes um, of the game. Yeah, yeah probably. It was early. Yeah, right. I mean, he came, maybe came back for a spell in the, late in the first half, but... Yeah, I, I do. I mean, if you're going to not use him, if, if he finds himself outside the flow in his like wing position or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, maybe Aaron's dead right, which is Swap that. Swap him you, in for Vern. Yeah, be, be a backup center. I yeah. mean, because we got to use the guy in a way that's going to be effective. and It's also going to build his confidence, too, if he's on the court and contributing in some way as opposed to being on the court and getting like n- not being able to get into a groove. Yeah. No, you're completely right. And But part of the shame of it, though, is he's really – one of our only shooters. Yeah, well, today we had a couple. So yeah, yeah. Before today, it seemed like he was one of our few shooters and our best shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, now, especially that Vernon Carey's lost his one hundred percent. R.I.P. R.I.P. No more. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just hate to see him become like an Alex O'Connell. Yeah. Four minutes playing time tonight. By yeah. the way. Um, yeah. So anyway, we had a seven-man rotation mm-hmm. fundamentally tonight. So there goes the eleven right. deep, or <laughs> whatever right. it was that people thought. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what the answer is with her. Yeah, I don't either. And like, it could be it's just he's might end up being one of those players that like he sticks around and you don't see him develop until later or like find his flow until later. Which I think that's something that's a little bit difficult with the way that the one and done style of college basketball is going because each year we're gonna have more and more like players coming in to fill in all these positions, and then it's like. How do you, what do you do with these players who they might not have developed in their first year and they stuck around and then now you still don't have room for them in your rotation because the recruits you have coming in are in their freshman year going to be better assets than these like sophomore players that you have because your sophomore players didn't get enough playing time to actually get into the swing of things. So it's a, it's an interesting conundrum. Mm-hmm. Um, So part of me is like, maybe he'll find the flow of things in his freshman season and like in because we've talked about this before too, is I think with this team, there are going to be some games where we have unexpected stars that step up for games. So it could be that he ends up playing a role for that down the line or playing a role like that for us down the line. Um, Or it could be that like, we really don't like this freshman season is a little bit of a weird, like figuring out. And then we really don't see what he's able to do or step into until say a sophomore season or something like that. But But presumably Matt Hurt could also get drafted into the NBA. Right. I mean, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, true. it's a I possibility. Mean, I think with what he's at least displaying so far. Well, right, and depending I, on what the draft class would look like, sure. I guess that's what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah, and to I mean to use kind of a, a poor comp, um, uh, Harry Giles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, d- did not play very yeah. well or very much at Duke. Yeah, and he um, still went. But he was a, a very highly touted uh, high school uh, player. Uh, as Hurt was, mm-hmm. and you recognize the potential, and as a, an NBA team, you know you, you say, go for it. Okay, fine, it's an asset, and and will develop it. Uh, yeah, you know, or he becomes one of the transfers, or mm-hmm. he becomes Marquise Bolden. Yeah, oh queasy. <laughs> but it is I, the thing I kind of hate, and I'm not even second guessing Coach K because he has his reasons, and <laughs> he's a pretty good coach. <laughs> I'm willing to. Admit I would it. say forty years later, I'm willing to admit it. No, but. 
I, the thing that I hate and that is frustrating is that when you see a player you like who starts to kind of fall outside the circle of trust, it does seem to gather like a negative momentum yeah. where it's like, yeah, like you want Matthew Hurt to like play his way into it. But at the same time, like you see this five minute game and you, you just realize that the faith is not there mm-hmm. and you're like, you just feel like it's going to keep getting worse, isn't yeah. it? Like it's just going to, I don't know. It, it's, it's very early still. Uh, we have not gone through the Christmas period. You know, I feel like they yeah. they sort a lot of stuff out uh, after the December games, right? There's, yeah. I think, a 13-day uh, break where the the, uh, the kids are, air quotes, taking finals. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, where where I, I do think that that's a time to regroup after the early games and say, okay, you know, uh, who's going to do what? And uh, um, I think there's probably... At the start, I mean, the traditional start of the ACC season, um, you know, come January, uh, we might see a, a, a different, yeah, reimagined role mm-hmm. uh, or or just a, you know, development month yeah. to month. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, I do think, though, that there is no substitute for these, these big games mm-hmm. in the early thing in terms of determining right. your role. I mean, you can do great in practice and coach Kate will give you a chance and you're right. You can turn things around. It's a long season and we're in the beginning of it, yeah. but these things like stick in the memory because like this is showtime. You know what I mean? Like you have to step up. It's different than playing in practice. Right. Um, it also makes you wonder like what this Michigan state game is going to look like coming up oh, on yeah. December 3rd. Um, like it'll be interesting to see how much playing time hurt gets during that game. Because yeah. it'll be high stakes, it'll be high pressure because we're playing at Michigan State, so it'll be a good, a good chance to see Coach K's trust level in his development over that, the next week. And that's what I look for in these games, and I think that's like the fascinating part. And I'll bring up a guy who had a really good two days by his standards, mm-hmm. Joey Baker. Yeah, I yep. mean Joey Baker gets double digit minutes in both games. Um, now everybody got double digit minutes against Cal, but he was there and he was making big shots and mm-hmm. you know, at a time when the game was still relatively close. Um, but then today he comes in, he gets ten minutes, he goes two for three, hits a couple big shots in the yep. first half. Now he's not playing, you know, he, he it, didn't seem like a liability out there. No, the he didn't. No, 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 no. Not at all. So no. yeah, I, I feel like this comfortable, is, confident that he he's a contributor. Yeah, this feels like, okay, so yeah, he made his first basket early on, but then he made a huge three uh, when we were making our big comeback. Mm-hmm. And right. Yeah, so I, I just think like that is like we're talking about trust. That's someone who's accumulating it little by little. Yes. Um, and he's showing great attitude in the games, and he's kind of like, he, he right now he's emerging as a good pick-me-up guy who yep. could consistently, I think, get like 10 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Does that feel yeah, right? that seems right. I agree with that, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say, really. I mean, we haven't really talked about Trey Jones too much. Um, I thought his D at times tonight was he not was a little up, slow. up to his standards. Yeah, he got beat a couple of times on defense, which surprised me. Um, but he's also been putting in a lot of minutes, so. He's yeah. going to be putting in a lot of minutes for the, the whole season. season. Yep. Yeah, oh, he will. Um, and, you know, we saw him go into a little slump last mm-hmm. year. And, you know, the season's long, and that's the thing is, like, fatigue can catch up with yep. you. Um, now I, I do think he's a different player this year, but this for sure, probably not like his best game and, and maybe his worst three yeah. for 13 on offense, um, did have four turnovers to his seven assists. Mm-hmm. Still had some great plays, but again, there were a couple times on defense where it just didn't, it didn't look like himself almost. Um, but I think you can take some positives from the fact that he had seven assists and no turnovers in the last game. Oh yeah. yeah. He was great. But also the fact that Duke 
one despite not having the best right. Jay Jones. I mean, against right. a pretty decent team who just beat a top 25 opponent. Yeah, but in the moments where it really mattered, when we needed him to score the big buckets kind of he coming out of, out of the, uh, or no, the second he did. half. Yeah, yeah. That's he, true. He, he was right there. He he was kind of like he gave the effort when it was necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, okay. Well, I think Dan Dockich at one point, our hero, um, was like, I, I think they were. Should you, we start referring to each other as Dan? Yeah. <laughs> you call me Dockich. I'll call you Danny Boy. Uh, Ariana, you can be. Dan Dockich has his own podcast that he, he has with Seth Greenberg. This oh, is real. This wow. is real. They were talking about is it. Is it just called We Hate Duke? <laughs> um, well, I challenge them. They uh, they can come on uh, our ours. podcast. Yeah, if we can we, go on theirs. We, we can, can do a pod theirs. swap. We'll do a home and home with the dog. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like it's like wife swap except podcasts. Ex- except you have to be with Dan Dockish. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and just quit before that, that So that a better happens. version of wife swap. <laughs> It's Dan Dockett married to Dan Dockett. Yeah. Can I just With tell the funhouse mirrors. Can I tell you, um, and just, I don't know if this will come off well, but oh, it no. won't. No, <laughs> don't, don't do Canceled. it. Seth Greenberg. Canceled. Seth Greenberg for a man who looks like he does. Oh, no. Very attractive family. <laughs> he does. Yeah. Yeah. The, the rest of the members of his family are, are quite good looking uh, for a man of that genetic makeup, in my opinion. Well, is this an infidelity? Oh, no, you're saying am I implying that he was cuckolded? Yeah, that's, yeah. No, I actually wasn't. But now that you raise it, is it worth you talking are, about? You were implying something about his his physical attributes? Well, no, I'm saying he's not, I don't look at him and think, boy, his personality. there's a good-looking man. Um, I don't look at him and think that. I think he probably was in his youth. Yeah, you might be right. You absolutely might be right. Yeah, he's he doesn't have as much hair anymore. He might have been very attractive in his youth. All I'm saying is there's some good genes there. Mm. Uh, that you might not be seeing when you look at him. Anywho. Um, well, that took a detour. It did. Well, it was a good detour, though. We needed to talk about it, and we'll do the home and home with Dockich and, and Greenberg. Well, they said that their podcast is the best podcast, but that really? seems, that seems hyperbolic. Um, yeah. And also, can you imagine those two just screaming for 45 oh minutes? <laughs> just about the unfair calls at Cameron and stuff. Uh, yeah, I, that- think, I think their their podcast audience is the same podcast audience that likes the uh, the night vision binoculars. <laughs> it is. That, but to, to be fair, Aaron, there's no way that audience knows what a podcast is or how to how to access one. They must put it on the radio, right? Yeah, it has to be just a radio. Show. <laughs> so they're they're just calling it a podcast. <laughs> Uh, be, real quick, one last basketball thing before we go to uh, some silliness. Um, you mentioned Trey Jones coming out with that steal at the beginning of the half. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like that was the biggest basket of the game. Yep. Do you agree with that? Like those things are such daggers. Like you sit in the halftime, okay, in your bench, and you're like, all right, listen, we're tied with Duke coming in. Yeah, they came back on us and we blew a ten point lead, but we're tied with them. You sit there planning and you have the best intentions, and the very <laughs> first play, he Pick. goes to pick your pocket and scores, and you go. Oh shit, we're in the fire. Yep. You know what I mean? And I and like right away, Duke was almost up ten instantaneously. Yep. yep. That, and that is to your point, Aaron. Just like this is what this guy does. Yeah, it was a huge, huge tide turner. Um, and I, I think you're right. I think that deflated them and frazzled them a little bit because I think they were expecting to like have a really solid possession coming out at yes. the beginning of the second half. They probably had like a really nice set, you know, creating. Um, either space in the lane because that seemed to be I mean every now and then they had some nice three balls but I, I think that un- unsettled them and I don't th- I think it took them a while to come back for that like I think it took them the entire second half to come back from like that 
moment until they started making that 10 0 run at that like tail end. Um, yeah. A little bit like Vietnam, I think, for Georgetown today. They came in. Originally, they've got more firepower. Things look good. Then they get in the shit a little bit. They go, we're not getting away. Tide starts to turn. They try to recoup. They've got a million plans. Like, what was the thing in Vietnam? Like, peacifying the villages or whatever. That's halftime. <laughs> they come back. Thanks, it's, it's thanks the, Dan. And it's Ari- the, Ariana, like, uh, do you have any? No, no, no. Hold on. I'm not done. Then the run that we went on the second half is the Tet Offensive. Where wow, all of a sudden, he's really just really going bad. in, isn't it, Aaron? And then, did in the you end, just did you just read a book about this? And then it's like the he war of attrition. Have. This no, is no, how no, Shane's the, brain works. Then it's the war of attrition, but always we're a little bit ahead because we're the North Vietnamese. Uh-huh. In the end, Ho Chi Minh is Coach K giving the condescending chest pat, <laughs> as happened historically between him and Lyndon Johnson. I do remember that. Yeah, remember he sort of patted Lyndon on the breast and mm-hmm. said, "Good try." Right. Yeah. Um, LBJ is Patrick Ewing. Okay. Um, <laughs> One reason we were laughing earlier is because Aaron sent us a text today saying that he was going to spend the game watching feet. And he was going to watch people's feet. And, spend and you, you thought I meant the players' feet, but you were wrong. <laughs> no, he was on his phone the whole time on <laughs> websites, on, phone. on yeah. my Wi-Fi. <laughs> Looking at feet. Um, but no, so we said, yeah, we're gonna, Aaron's foot fetish corner is going to be a new segment of our podcast. Aaron, what did you see from the the Dukey's feet? <clears throat> well, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna host Foot Fetish Corner, and my first guest is gonna be Ariana. All Good. right, Ooh. Ariana, tell us tell us about uh, Vernon Carey's feet. So, mm. uh, I'll start by repeating the comment that I made earlier while we were watching the game, and that is that his feet are smaller than you would think they would be for a man of his stature, um, which I think might be to his advantage because he doesn't trip over them when he's like in the lane. And he's actually like very delicate. I think we've, it's been Mm -hmm. lucky as a Duke fan to see two years back to back where we've had big men who have been so ridiculously light and agile on their feet. Um, And it's something that I think for Vern pays really huge dividends in how he is able to like, navigate and get through the lane both on offense and on defense so for like positioning around defenders to like get the ball to the bucket but then also for sneaking around players to like stop them when they're like driving the ball um and like it is it's just like a really big boon because he ends up in these places where like you shouldn't physically be here um but his footwork's just that good like effortlessly that good it's not that his feet are necessarily fast or anything like that. No. It's just that there's a great economy in his movement. Yes. So sort I, of like the North Vietnamese, they didn't have a ton of firepower, but they could get anywhere because they knew the land. I it's feel like really good. It's like it's one just, of those children where they keep saying things and like to not deflate them. You just have to be like, "Yes, sweetheart, good. you're so smart." Yes, Dan, I do believe that the calls are all. All going uh, uh, for Duke. Sort of how like the U.S. had to humor the South Vietnamese leaders, even though they knew they were incompetent and, and eventually going to like lose the the trust of the people. Yes. Okay. Thanks. Exactly. <laughs> he just wants stickers for his accomplishments. Oh boy, sorry guys. Please continue with Foot Fetish Weekly. Corner. 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 God, my bad. My get bad. it right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Uh. Really, I only wanted to talk about Vernon's feet. Um, I mean, I think not, not just the size of them, um, no. but but the uh, usability of his feet. It is sometimes hard to see the big guy's feet, though. Yeah, uh, because you can't tell which one is which because mm-hmm. um, both times the the feet are facing in the same direction. 
So when you when you when you're just watching the feet in the game, you uh, lose you lose some. <clears throat> you, well, especially with the guy who has the if it's the point guard, you can tell he's his feet are pointing towards the basket and the ball is bouncing down near them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep. uh, but yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> true, it's very true. This is a good description of, of, of the, just how, the physics, the basic yeah, physics <laughs> of basketball. Um, but the big guys are facing the same way mm-hmm. and determining whose shoes are whose is um it's harder but tricky yeah that's interesting i have an additional foot comment okay yep. uh wendell moore no, I'm, the ho- i'm the host of this uh, one Shane. Can, yeah so just oh know, i didn't mean to say okay hang tight yeah just my co- bad. cool it my bad, hang, my bad. hang tight um wendell moore one of the threes that he shot in the second half mm. and this like the three went in but like his feet were not square to the basket at all. And the angle that he had was honestly very weird, but somehow it worked perfectly. And I think mm. I've seen him shoot other threes and like, it's been like, who no? But then this one with his feet all kind of askew, like worked perfectly. And I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's just a thing that he needs, but it was that's... a weird, it was a weird foot moment. Yeah. That's how evolution happens in basketball, right? That's how crazy, or in sports in general. Like yeah. it's like in like the first time people were playing soccer and the guy was frustrated and threw the ball forward, mm. and football was born. Like that's this could be it. We could see people shooting three pointers with their feet directions. like facing the bench all of a sudden, and we we would have been the first ones to spot it. That's been foot fetish corner. Kick it back to me. May I? Yeah, yeah. You you take over for the. Well, I think I think we've talked this one out. I feel good about this. Uh, I feel good about. Did we talk enough about the Cal game? Because we had that night. We had the nice young man from Cal come on the program. That is true. And they got their asses beat. They. It was. Yeah, Cal. Cal came in four zero, but they losing to Duke so badly, and then losing by seventeen to what had to be a deflated Mm -hmm. Texas team is just a little bit of a dismal two days. Yeah. Now, again, they had their program stomped on and ruined by Viking uh, Jones, I think his name is. Whoever their last coach was, who was there for two years, uh, and just really, Wrecked I think them. like 2-18 and 18 in conference or something both times. And this is a respectable program. Mm-hmm. They were never great, but they had Mike Montgomery, they had Quanzo Martin, they had some like good talent. Um, Drew Holiday, And they right? have good talent this year, too. Oh, no, but, but yeah, so they're, I mean, they've got Mark Fox now coaching. They're gonna. It's going to be some time for them to rebuild. And I think he'll do it, but um, yeah, I mean... We came in worried that this team is going to maybe expose some weaknesses in our mm-hmm. three-point defense. We worried that maybe they would shoot us out of a game. Not even close. Not a problem we, in the slightest. I don't know that they had more than five open shots the entire game until garbage time. I mean, yeah. it was like we were... The defense was Choking them out on defense, yeah. It was. Yeah. Like, it really did, like, little... Not even little by little, like, Duke's identity as a strong defensive team has been showcased each step of the way and like that game i think it was just like almost peak of like yep this is what duke's gonna do to teams like just literally choke them out on defense i think a friend of mine um oh there's no way i can find it because he and i text way too much but he texted (laughs) me after that game and he he was like i'm just sitting here imagining the duke uva game and the end score is gonna be like 25 to 20 (laughs) and it's like yeah yeah, that's not wrong like it's just gonna be defense all day long yeah, I, I actually did enjoy the the first ten minutes or so of the Cal game. Uh, it was it was kind of perverse um, because we were missing a lot of shots and they were missing a lot of shots. And I was kind of like, I don't know, I'm here Just for it. Just let it go. I'm here for it. It's this Let's is, ride. 
it was i think i wrote i love this rock fight shit <laughs> because it it there's something about it that's like all right you miss i'll miss um uh where it, it almost took on uh, a game within a game kind of aspect yeah, so the score was 8-8 at the under 12. <laughs> so okay. well, we're averaging a scintillating one point per minute, which is on pace for UVA, like 40 yeah. to 49 type game. Uh, well, I just said it's, it's very respectable of those young men to not score the basketball mm-hmm. as yeah. much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. It, yeah, it was like a gentlemanly. It's like when right. you're playing your little brother in tennis and you're like, I got to give him like three a games the first set. Yeah. Um, but that, uh, I mean, that's an example of what I was talking about where the defense is so stifling that the floodgates do open on offense eventually. eventually. Yep. And so I think, okay, so it was eight, eight at the under 12 at the under eight, it was already 18 or 21 to 11. Mm. Uh-huh. So that, that was, that, that, was moment, right that window. And I think that's when you texted me, I'm not watching the second half. We're going to win by 16. And as it turned out, I was were, very wrong. Yeah. You were wrong <laughs> because it was over. Yeah. Plus, plus, plus. Um, yeah. And the Cal game, I mean, we already knew, Vernon Carey was awesome, so I wouldn't call it a coming out party, but it but certainly it was, like, was a holy shit party. Yeah, it definitely, like, I, I had that moment where I was like, he's better than I gave him credit for. Like, I yeah. knew he was good, but shit. Like, he's way better than I thought. And, like, I've been, like, there have been a couple of, like, interesting stats that have, like, come out. And one of them was, like, he's the lowest, lowest amount of minutes, highest points since Shane Battier for a Duke player. And I was just like, yeah, right. that's like to be mentioned in a breath with Shane Battier like that casually. I was just like, that's ridiculous. Well, he when he had 31, they said he's only four away from breaking Zion's, Zion's freshman yep. record of 35 points. And he would have done it easily. Like you said, he played 22 minutes, yeah. but it was wow. garbage time. And really? They t- yeah, they yeah. took him out. 22 minutes, yeah. 31, 31 points. points. And, I mean, and he had 10, block, or Ooh, 10 yeah, rebounds, no, four blocks. Double. And it was just like absurd. And they couldn't keep the ball away from him. That, nope. That's also because sometimes that's the thing with the center is like they don't bring the ball up the court. Okay, so they, you have to get the ball to them. It's just not naturally going to be in their hands. And so yep. you worry about getting them. They couldn't do it tonight either against Georgetown. Um, but they certainly and they kept letting him post up and play. Yeah. I mean, there's a lesson for future teams. You do Shut that at that your own down. detriment. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not going to work. Um, also, what was great last night? Eight for nine from the foul line. Tonight came back to earth shaky. a little. Four for ten. Yeah. So. I, I do think he's like a pretty good free throw shooter. Though. Yeah, he has a good motion. Oh. I think sometimes he just misjudges the force he needs to use to get the ball there. Yeah. Um, okay. Before we wrap this up, can we talk about the referees just a little? Oh my god! Can we just if if we hate? must. <laughs> yeah, it was just such a shame because they ruined what was looking like a Duke like stomping. Yeah. I, it really felt like we could have won that game by twenty five, and then just thing and. The calls weren't all against Duke by any means. There no. were bad calls against Georgetown for sure. And they're going to leave the game pissed off. Patrick Ewing got a technical. Mm-hmm. Um, and Patrick Ewing was right, I mean, about yeah. his call. And it seemed like he was going to get tossed before whoever it was restrained him. Um, but yeah, well, I mean. It was just sloppy just, and inconsistent. And it was, it was like they couldn't, like they would call, like they would go through stretches where they're calling everything, like every foul. Because like we ended up in the double bonus for like both teams very quickly. I think at one point, Dan Dakich said that there were 50 fouls in the game and that was before the game was even over. And like, that's just a stupid amount of fouls. Like that shouldn't happen. And it was like, they would go through stretches where they're calling every little ticky tacky thing and then they would flip it. And it's like now nothing at all gets called period. And yeah. like, they definitely kept being inconsistent with their charge calls. Um, and it's just like, you need to like, I don't care if you're going to call it or not call it. I mean, I do care, but that's another debate. 
But if you are going to call it, be consistent with what you're calling a charge and how you're going to deal with the like ring down low and where players feet are and when they get into that position because we literally saw countless on duke and on georgetown players slide into position to take a charge throughout the whole entire game and sometimes it would be a charge and sometimes it wouldn't be and like just be consistent with it um i don't know that they either a have a good concept of what a charge even is like, you don't see this shit in the NBA because they, like, shut mm-hmm. it down. You, you do see offensive fouls, but you don't see people sliding in yep. under a driving player, falling over, and getting rewarded for it. Like, you see all the time in the NCAA. Mm-hmm. And if you are getting rewarded for it, you're going They're to keep do doing it. it. And your coaches are going to keep teaching you how to do it and all this shit. And it just it is incredibly frustrating to me because I also don't think... I, I think if you're a referee, you're not... You're supposed to be, probably, but you're not necessarily watching the guy getting set on defense. Right. Because you know your your eye is going to the ball, your yep. eye is going to the player guarding the ball or who's breaking it down. By the end, you're just looking at the after effect of the charge. You have no concept of when that guy got there, mm-hmm. and I think that's why we see these calls where it's like, well, you do better flipping a coin in a lot yeah. of ways. You know what they need to be looking at? Their feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby, you thought foot fetish corner was over. <laughs> it's coming back. <laughs> How do you teach the refs the way? To look at the feet. Yeah. Just gotta get a lot of practice. They gotta watch feet. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, any final thoughts, folks, on anything we didn't cover, whether it's Jack White or just how you're feeling, maybe going into the Michigan State game, which is gonna be an absolute fucking madhouse up there. Um, All right, wait. Who do we have? We, we have, have couple, Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, we and some, we, we have yeah. Brown. No, no, Brown week. is... Or Brown no, is Brown's later. later. Who so do we have? have and, uh, and Winthrop next week. Winthrop, that's who it is. Uh, which one of... We might... Ariana's uh, definitely going to be there. One of us, yeah. maybe. Uh, who knows? Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's let's wrap it up. Give me a little closing thoughts. Whatever you think. Um, I'm, I'm going to have trouble getting through this next week because I want to see Michigan State so bad. But. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I, I think that is a good point to make because i hope that our players aren't thinking that right they have two games granted they're against fluff teams right. but like you know that michigan state games looming especially with the turnaround direct to vtech afterwards at vtech and so it's like it's hard to think about this upcoming week when the next week after is going to be so tough um and so hopefully will they'll they'll be there they'll be ready and they'll get good quick starts um, as opposed to the kind of slow starts that they got in these last two games. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird week. It's Thanksgiving mm-hmm. coming up. They're not playing in a tournament, which is weird. Is there usually a Thanksgiving tournament? I mean, last year they played in Maui. Generally they mm-hmm. alternate between Maui and then playing somewhere else. Yeah. This year. I mean, this is as close as we're getting mm-hmm. to a tournament because the Michigan state game is the big 10 right. ACC. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, maybe the earlier ACC schedule has something to do with that. That I could be, know, but um, Sorry, I cut you off. Continue. No, no, that's I didn't know that. Um, I don't really ever know what's happening during Thanksgiving. Fair. I will say I am excited to watch the Maui Invitational because listening to Bill Walton commentate and be weird as all get out is oh, man. just outrageous because he's a weird, weird man, and sometimes he just makes animal noises on the sidelines. Yes. Yeah. yeah the- Jay Billis is always just like, "Why am I here?" <laughs> It's awesome. Or Dan Shulman. Shul- it used to be like, Shulman. Oh yeah. God, it's so strange. The one a.m. game between like Shamanad and Oregon State is, yes. is unmissable. Yes. For, like Bill Walton just going off. Oh, uh, he's so weird. 
the older he gets, the weirder he gets. He just um, fully embraces it. So I'm uh, excited for that this week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'll say, I mean, I don't know what to look for in these next two games, really, because the teams are dire, so we're not going to lose. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to lose no matter if we play good or poorly, but I, I guess it is just kind of wanting to keep the momentum going and have just comprehensive victories, maybe get guys like, you know, hurt a lot of playing time mm-hmm. and get some confidence and uh, and just prepare for the cauldron uh, that is Michigan State. Yeah, it'll be a big one. Well, my friends, I had a good time with you guys. I hope Me you too. had a good time. I am feeling good about Duke. Yeah. And uh, for all our beautiful listeners out there, we are now on Google Podcasts, uh, along with iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, you can subscribe. You can tell your friends. Share um, the word. Yeah, spread the word. You know, we're just kind of ramping up here, and uh, I think we're enjoying it. I think yeah. we're going to be we're going to keep this thing going, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, full, yeah, s- full we'll, season. We might cancel the foot fetish corner. Oh my god, I have a feeling you're going to be shocked by the outpouring of love for foot fetish corner. Okay, if you liked foot fetish corner, Let send us, us a yeah, send us a tweet or a, a thing. Some kind of thing. A yeah. star. Yeah, no, no, no. I can make us a Twitter this no, week. No, Shane Ryan here on Twitter okay. until we make we our go. own. A star thing. Yeah, just Give say us a star. Or just say, I liked Foot Fetish Corner on yeah. Twitter. And we'll know just you listen to the it. end. We'll, be, we'll, search, we'll just search for all the <laughs> Foot Fetish <laughs> content on Twitter. I'm Shane Ryan here. You can respond to me. You can respond yeah. to Ariana underscore mm-hmm. Ely. Um, yeah, just say if because we'll know you listen long and we know you're one of the original fans. Yeah, we'll, Ooh, we'll mention yeah. you on your next twit on your next show. We'll we mention, mention you. your name. Yeah, wow. uh, you'll get a shout out if you say I like foot fetish corner. <laughs> don't send pictures of your feet. Don't <laughs> yeah. send pictures of your feet. Definitely don't, don't send, send them to Shane. <laughs> Don't don't mail them to <laughs> Aaron Kirschenfeld, courtesy of. Yeah, just kidding. Um, oh yeah, so Lord. that's about it, guys. Thank you very much for listening, and um, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll we'll get you mid next week, right? Yeah, uh, sure. Sounds good to me. Gobble gobble, yes. go Duke. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>